Well, good morning. <clears throat> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be tuning in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading in different places of the scriptures and seeing what the Lord might say each and every day. And as I've mentioned before, please be reading yourself as well because you are in a personal relationship with Jesus if you know him and have believed on him and he has become your personal Lord and Savior. So you let the Spirit of God lead you and be reading through the Word. Get the Word in you. But I pray that these are helpful to you and help uh, are, are aiding in your growth as a Christian and in your understanding of the truth that is found in the Word of God. That is, my calling is to uh, help make disciples. My calling is to preach and teach the Word of God, and that is what I am seeking to do to the best of my ability. Today, I want to go back to 1 Peter chapter 1. It seems like we've kind of been a lot in Isaiah and in 1 Peter these last few weeks, and we may continue to be for a season. We do not know. I trust the Lord each and every day to speak to us as He wills. But I do want to go back to the book of 1 Peter, and I want to look at 1 Peter chapter 1, and I want to finish chapter 1 today by looking at this topic, living seed. And I'll explain what I mean by the time we get done with this, but let me first read. I'd like to begin reading in 1 Peter chapter 1. I'll start in verse 17. We've talked about several of these passages in past episodes of, of late, and I want to pick up with verse 17 and read um, a few verses here all the way through the end of this chapter. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead, and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. So Peter's just reiterating here that we were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And he was the lamb without spot, without blemish, that was slain before the foundation of the world. Before God ever created man, he already knew what they were going to do. And he already had the plan and he established and put it in motion. It was already a done deal with God. Jesus, the cross was never an afterthought. But it says that he was foreordained, but was now made manifest in these last times or in the last chronos, the last chronology in, in the, the coming of the Lord began in a sense, the time of the last of all time. And it continues through now, 2,000 years. We do not know how much longer, but we do know that we are in the last of the last days. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe you cannot look around and see, just read your headlines or hear your news broadcasts, and that will tell you that we are close 
to the end. How close, we do not know, but much closer than Peter was in his day and Paul and John and others. And then he talks about going on down. Let's read again in verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever because, and now he quotes from Psalms, all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower fades, or its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. And this is the section that I really want to focus on today. And that is to talk about the living seed. So what do we mean? <clears throat> well, First of all, Peter points out here how we were born again. We were born again through the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. And I'm not going to explain all of that. I've done that in detail in the Thy Kingdom Come series, Lesson 6, and I've referred to that several times in Truth Tidbits. I'll refer to it again because I did cover that in detail in that lesson explaining what born again was. It was not a new concept. It should not have been a new concept to them. It had been prophesied and prophetically spoken about in the Psalms and in some of the prophets. So it wasn't a brand new thing. And then Jesus comes and he is the one because he's the father of eternity prophesied by Isaiah. He is able then to give eternal life cause people to be born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God because he's the father of eternity. So we cover all of that and what that means. It writes our names in the Lamb's book of life. And we talked about that in our Thy Kingdom Come series and in our Revelation series. We're discussing how important that is and so forth. But today what I really want to focus on is the seed the incorruptible seed. And I want you to understand this word of God that is the seed that saves us. So let's talk about it for a moment. In the New Testament, there are two primary words used for the word, word, W-O-R-D. So when you see the word, W-O-R-D, word, in the New Testament, usually it's one of two things that is the, in the Greek. It's usually either the logos or it's the rhema. Now, most of the time when you see that word, it will be one of those two in the Greek. Now, they are two distinct words, but they are connected. And I want you to understand that now. So let me read this, these last few verses in the Greek. So it would say that the, you were having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the logos of God, which lives and abides forever because, and then go on down to verse 29, but the rhema of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the rhema which by the gospel was preached to you. What's the difference? How are they connected? And why is it important? 
All right, that's where we want to go today. The totality of the word, meaning the, the logos. The logos represents the totality of the word. It's used of the whole word of God, the whole revelation of what God spoke. He spoke every one of these words that we have recorded in his Bible. We have these recorded because the holy men of God were moved upon by the Spirit of God to write what God said. So God spoke and the revelation, the complete revelation of all that he said for us to know and understand and study and read is what's called the Logos. The Rhema is when the Spirit of the living God will take a portion of Scripture, take something from that Logos, and reveal it to you in a special way. And it will become, in a sense, yours in that moment. It's as if the Spirit of the Lord takes that and says, this is for you individually. This is what I'm telling you. So the, the Logos would be, let's think about it like this, because Peter's using this illustration of seeds. So let's think about this. The Logos would represent, let's say, a bag of seeds. A farmer, he goes to the store or whatever, he buys a bag of seeds or he collects the seeds from previous harvests or whatever, and he's got himself a whole bag of seeds. And he draws from that bag of seed, he goes and he plants throughout his field. He'll drop a seed here, a seed there, a seed there, a seed there, etc. But they're all coming from that bag of seeds, whether it's squash seeds or watermelon seeds or whatever it is, the seeds. Even acorns, even trees and nuts from trees are seeds. And what's contained in that seed is everything needed to recreate and to reproduce that same kind of fruit, that same kind of tree or plant. So the seed, the bag of seeds, we can consider to be the Logos. Everyone is a living seed. Every individual one inside that bag is a living seed. There is not one dud seed in the book. There's not one dead seed anywhere of all that God had said. As a matter of fact, I'll give you two examples. One is Joshua. In Joshua, I believe it's 21, Joshua makes this declaration and he says this. He says that not a, not a word has failed of all the good that God promised. Not one word not one word was a dud seed. Joshua makes that declaration. He says, you have done every single word that you spoke to Moses and said you would do, God. Not a word fell to the ground and didn't come to pass. Not one dud seed in the book. And then you come to the dedication of the temple with Solomon. And Solomon makes this declaration in two places in that chapter. He says this, 
You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled with your hand. In other words, everything you said to David, you have now done and it's come to pass. Everything you gave him to prepare for this temple, every prophetic word you spoke to him, you have now brought it to pass, not a dud seed out of any that God said. And so that's kind of how we can look at this as far as the Logos goes. The Logos represents Genesis to Revelation, the entire, entire revelation, entire words of God that he chose to reveal to us and to speak to us, to give us, the Bible says, everything we need for life and godliness. So everything we need to know, everything we need for either um, understanding how to live, the practical ways, the principles that we need to live by, the way we need to be saved and gain eternal life. Every bit of that is in this book in some form or fashion, and there's not one dud seed in it. It is like a bag of living seeds. Now, the rhema, however, would be like an individual seed that the Holy Spirit draws from that bag of seeds and then plants inside you. So that's how you can understand it. It's like the Holy Spirit is the farmer, so to speak. And so as you are reading the scriptures, as you are studying the scriptures, as you are thinking upon the word of God, the Holy Spirit of God knows exactly what seed you need to hear, what word, what one is exactly for you in that moment. Now, in this context, Peter is talking about the fact that, let's say, you go to a church service. We'll just use that as an example. Or you go to a home Bible study. Or you have co-workers at work that you're talking to. Or you go to lunch with a friend that, that is a Christian and you're not a Christian. In the context, Peter is talking about here is, is you got saved because the Holy Spirit of God took a particular seed from the message you heard based upon the Word of God and planted that in you, and you believed in that. And that was the seed that brought you to salvation. That's the context of what it's talking about here. So you might hear a preacher or a teacher, myself or many others, I am only one among many, many brothers and sisters in the faith that are out there working the work of the kingdom, and we're seeking to tell everyone that we can about the good news of Jesus Christ. And we're trying to get all who will listen to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. But when we deliver the message, the Spirit of God is the one that will seal it in your heart. The Spirit of God is the one that will take a particular phrase, a particular verse, a particular point from any message that's based on the Word of God and seal it and plant that thing inside of you. And when you receive it, like Jesus talked about the, the different seeds that were sown and the different grounds that they fell on, when you have good ground in your heart and you willingly receive that word and believe it and do it, obey it, then it becomes a living plant inside of you and it will produce good fruit in you and through you. 
But this is not just confined to this. The rhema is not. The rhema can be used. The Spirit of God can give you a particular scripture, a particular thing that he will soar into your spirit that is a living word for whatever you face, whatever you face. Yes, in this context, he is talking about the specific rhema word that a, an individual who does not know Jesus hears, and it's that word that the Spirit of God puts inside of them, and they come into a faith, into, into the faith, and a relationship with Jesus, a loving, true relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ based upon his word. And they are born again and their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And that happens because the Holy Spirit of God will always take a living seed from the bag of seeds and plant it in a heart that is willing and open to hear it. And it needs to hear it. But even after you are saved, and many of you that hear this message may be already Christians. Praise God, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God will continue to speak rhema words from the Logos into your life as needed. Let me just give you one example. If you have been struggling, let's say God has delivered you from some form of addiction. It doesn't matter if it was you know, drugs or alcohol or pornography, or if it was depression, or if it was, you know, self-righteousness or whatever, we can get addicted to all kinds of things. It might be that you're addicted to just pleasure or, or idleness and you're lazy or whatever it was that, that God has delivered you from. It may be that as you're reading through the scriptures, let's, let's use, for example, John chapter 8, verse 36, and, and the Spirit of the Lord might speak to you and pull that out and say, that's for you. You stand on it. This is your verse for victory. This is how you overcome the temptations to go back into that. Because you recognize that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You don't have to go back to that. You don't have to get caught back up in that. And you don't have to allow yourself to get ensnared again. So it's something, that's what I'm talking about. That may or may not be something that the Holy Spirit will actually use to, to an individual that hears this message. But I'm just using that as an illustration. Whatever your need is, it might be healing. It might be wisdom for how to take care of your body or how to eat better or, you know, how to love your husband or whatever the case may be. There is going to be wisdom in the word of God and the spirit of God can take the living seeds of the word and apply them to your life in whatever way, at whatever time they are needed. And that's the logos and the rhema. The Logos, again, represents the bag of seeds, and everyone is living, not one is dead. And the rhema is when the Holy Spirit will make that applicable to you. And the rhema is a living seed, and the, the Logos, the Word of God, lives and abides forever. There's not a dud seed in the book, and it will never die. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of our Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name.